0: This is a download from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. Welcome to the show. That's all about what's working and what's not in stocks and markets, otherwise known as the SNM show. And I'm Julian Ng, together with Kusu Chong, and today our guest, James Hay, founder of Pangolin Investments. And the topic is, what could upset Malaysia? Now, James, the FBM KLCI has jumped about 7% from the low, and uh, small and mid-cap stocks have been on a bigger tear, obviously. And James, why are you taking a glass half-empty full, uh, half empty stance?
1: Um, good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I, I think one always has to be very cautious about investing anywhere. And, and some of the reports I've been seeing from foreign fund managers about Malaysia... Um, are clearly written by people who don't understand the place and have never actually been, been here. Um, I, I saw... A, a for
0: example, sp- <laughs> Malaysian analysts. <sorry. laughs> yeah, no, 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 not Malaysian analysts. But okay.
1: for, um, for example, in, 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 in a foreign newsletter um, for an Asian fund run by some people in London or Switzerland, um, they were writing about how they were expecting a cigarette tax cut um, um, in, in, in order to raise more revenue from cigarettes because of the illegal market being so big. While that makes sense, clearly that is not going to happen. If it does, I'll have to come on here and eat my hat or something <laughs> like that. But, but it shows a complete misunderstanding of actually what's happening here. And, and it seems to me that very often that, you know, perhaps Malaysia is the last thing to buy in the bull market. And so people are finding Malaysia because everything else has gone up gone up so much.
0: So why, why okay, first of all, on the cigarettes, uh, quickly, why don't you think that's going to happen?
1: I just, I just think it, 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 it would be highly unlikely yeah. um, for the government I, I to actually machine, do anything to encourage smoking.
2: I'm actually more interested in which report you're referring to <laughs> yes. because there have been quite a <laughs> few in the last few weeks, actually.
1: Right. Well, I'm not going to name the fund manager who wrote it. But the house? And uh, no, it, wasn't, it wasn't a research house. It was actually a fund manager. So this uh, is right. saying, This is why I'm investing more in Malaysia. I see, I yep. see. And, 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 yeah. and, you know, CLSA, the... the um, the Green and Fear report was fairly yeah. bullish on Malaysia a few weeks ago as well. Yeah. But, mm. it, but again, when you look at what you can actually buy in Malaysia as a large institution, in, investing in real companies, it's quite hard to find much to do. And, and a lot, there are a lot of problems in this country, as, as we know, a lot of good things too, as we all know too.
0: So you you mentioned something very interesting earlier, uh, which is that Malaysia is going to be the last market people are going to put their money into. and uh, In a bull market. Uh, yes, yeah. in a bull market yeah. and uh, along with this uh, mantra that Malaysia has always been a low beta market, right? That's what it means, like other people will be slow to come in in a rising market. But there is also a lot happening in the region, around the world. Uh, is this playing into some of your fears?
1: Um, as you mean in what's happening in North Korea and Donald Trump and everything else? Yeah. Yes, yeah. of course it is. Um, you know, the, the risk of war in Asia is a lot higher now, whether it's going to be in North Korea or whether he decides to stand up for, for the Spratlys, for some country that doesn't really want to be stood up for. Um, one has to be aware of that. It's a big risk. Definitely.
0: So well, World War Three is... Well, not World
1: War Three, perhaps, but ha- perhaps if you, if you go back to the 70s when ASEAN really was a basket case, you had the Vietnam War going on. Um, why was that? Because America intervened, and not just America, Britain, uh, the whole West intervened. Mm-hmm. But it led to a huge conflict. And destroyed that bit of Indochina for a very long time. It's only really just emerging from it. Um, Malaysia wasn't doing an awful lot during that time either. So the risk of conflict in the region is, 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 is a, If it happens, it's a small. It's a big if. We can't really envisage it. It's been such a long period of peace, but if it happens, it's a big risk. So
0: this isn't really a Malaysian specific... That's not a Malaysian thing. Not Malaysian specific, but you are worried about uh, the the threat of geopolitical race and so on and so forth.
1: I was asked asked for black swans on on Malaysia um, at at a recent uh, conference I was at. Um, And and the first one I came up with uh, would be terrorism in Malaysia. Um, And the police, I think, have done a fantastic job here in, in keeping the lid on terrorist activity and making sure that bombs haven't gone off and catching the people and rounding them up before they actually Mm -hmm. do anything. But But, it is a risk.
2: But nonetheless you say it's a risk. So what what kind kind
1: of because the risk is that when when it happens, no one's used to it. Right? So if a bomb goes off in centre of KL, it would cause a big upset. Massive. Yeah. If you if you look at Jakarta, um, if a bomb goes off in Jakarta these days the, the market does, doesn't react anymore, yeah. right? But, but, it, but it would be a huge shock to the system in this country. Um, and, 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 you know, let, let's just hope the authorities stay on top of it as, as they have been doing. Um, the other big risk, I think, is rising interest rates because Malaysia has very little scope to raise interest rates mm-hmm. um, in, meaningfully. Um, so if interest rates start really going up in the West then um, and economic act- activity picks up, then they will, um, then where's Malaysia going to go? Because household debt is whatever it is, 86, you know, they're saying things have improved. It's only 86% of GDP or whatever the number is. I and mean, it's very high indeed. Um, government debt is high. Um, the the, the, the off-balance off sheet government debt mm. in all the GLCs, in many cases, is very high too. So where's the scope to raise interest rates? So that could be a big problem.
0: Okay, so James, uh, sorry to go back and forth on this, but yeah. uh, just going back to the terrorism issue, yeah. what, do you think that the chances have become higher now of uh, some terrorist uh, blow up here?
1: Um, Blow up being the right word. I don't know. I don't know. It's higher. I think just just look at the world, right? Look at the world, right? And it's happening everywhere. So,
0: yes, probably. London, France. London, France,
1: everywhere, right? I mean, so let's hope not. Let's really hope not. But
0: that is... But it would be a huge
1: shock. put, Put tourism off straight away, Yeah. I mean, tourists would just just go somewhere else. Right? So, so what are you
2: doing with your fund? Are you, are you putting some cash aside, you know, to deploy in case these black swan events happen? Well, or are you fully um, invent-
1: No, not really, because we're not a macro fund. I mean, I, I, I suspect that if the market collapsed, we'd we'd be looking we'd be looking to buy. It's not not that we're wishing for anything like that to happen, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but one just has to be aware. Of 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 what could what could happen, and you know when everything's going right, everybody sort of disregards the bad news. In, in a bear market, everyone disregards all the good news. You know, really good news, everyone just ignores it, right? In in a bull market, people don't 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 worry about maybe the stuff they should be worrying about.
0: Yeah. So back to interest rates. I mean, uh, U.S. dollar is on a tear. And the Fed is uh, penciling in two rises, and Malaysia is seeing very high inflation. I think uh, we saw a Bloomberg survey today uh, talking about five percent inflationary target for for the coming month, and uh, the, everyone, including Bank Negara and the government and analysts across Malaysia, expecting a much stronger GDP for 2017. Yeah, and
1: is that? I uh, don't. I, I, I mean, Bank Negara would surprise me if they started really using monetary policy to control inflation because they haven't really ever done much of that in the past. And how high can they go? They raise rates 2%. That's going to affect a lot of people. Look at the household debt numbers. So Put a lot of people underwater. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, inflation is going to be 5%. So where are they going to go with that? So, you know, it, it, it's, I'd, I'd be surprised if there's much room really for Malaysia to raise interest rates meaningfully.
2: Do you, do you believe, James, that, the, the, you know, because you spend a lot of time stateside because you do a lot of marketing. Yeah. Do, you, do you actually believe that the U.S. economic inflation story actually holds water or is actually uh, just smoking mirrors? No, the U.S. economy is doing well.
1: Yeah. yeah. You yeah. try and get on, well, as we've seen from United Airlines, but I've been saying it for a while, you, <laughs> t- you get on any airplane in the States, and, yeah. and for the last year and a half, yeah. every, si- every seat's been taken, right? So, <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, so I think uh, the U.S. is doing well. Just talk to America. You, you sometimes I was at a conference, God, it was about two years ago, and it was a, people who made fireplaces, of all things, in a hotel in Memphis. <laughs> I said, how are things going? He so said, it's fantastic, booming. And, and also, we, as you know, we own a furniture manufacturer. I've talked about it before um, in Malaysia. Um, it's doing very well. And, uh, orders are really, really strong. It's, it's kind of... You know, how, how do we fill the orders? Yeah. China's
0: so, China's doing very well. I mean, the first quarter numbers was like the strongest in about two years. I mean, are you, do you think they're just fudging their numbers? I
1: don't know. To be honest, <laughs> to be honest I'm getting out of my, no, no, my no range here. No one really here. knows about yeah. China. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, but also, as, in the end, we are just a stock picking house. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, so we get our economics really by talking to people who, who, who run the businesses that we own. Mm. So I know America's doing well, A, because I go there quite a lot, but also – not not because I read the, the, the economic news, but because I talked to a guy who exports to America, and he says, yeah. Look, you know, we, we can hardly fill our orders.
2: So, anecdotally as well as you know, statistically as well, America is on that upward trend. So that means those interest rate rises are probably going to happen. Yeah, at, at least two of them this year. Yeah, so
0: okay. So yeah. let's take this scenario. I mean, the interest rate an interest rate rise on its own would be negative, but an well,
1: don't rate, don't ask me about the impact on the market because I'm not really a macro guy. I, I know, it's but but, but you, on the country, you're, you're yes. highlighting
0: this as yeah. uh, something that could uh, sort of disrupt the market's uptrend because the interest rate rise could be an indication of a better economic situation. Would you agree? Or so? Yeah, absolutely. Would that would that like offset each other, or would there be a big? force well, I think there's
1: quite there's, there's quite a lot of correlation, basically. How markets lead recoveries in um, in, 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 in economies, um, and actually, when an economy does well, the returns that the returns are now made are now to be made. Actually, investing in your business, not parking your money in stocks or bonds or, or anything else. So, actually, it, a, a booming economy will suck money, or can suck money out of the markets because that's where the returns are really going to be made. They, they tend to be much higher. Mm, mm. Um, so, yes, uh, but, but that, you know, as, as for us. We, we just research, 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 and occasionally we buy a company which we think is so cheap that if we hold it for five to ten years, we'll make money, whatever the market's going to do. You know, yes. and sometimes the market halves the next day. Sometimes it goes on a tear. We look clever in the short term. Sometimes we look stupid in the short term. But generally, we, we tend to have done all right with that approach.
0: Are you looking for stocks with specific uh, exposure to, to the U.S. and to China? No.
1: No. Okay. Not so all. you're that. In fact, meaning- the fact, the fact we, we have always shunned exposure to China purely because we don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, okay. not there is always some exposure so, to China, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's by virtue of uh, Malaysia being an export country. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, also it's the world's second largest economy, and actually, you know, we own Pedini, That's no secret. Um, I, I just think if, if if the tourist numbers really grow, if there are really eight million Chinese tourists here in 2020. Um, then Padina's going to sell an awful lot more. Vinci will sell a lot more shoes or whatever it's going to be. I
2: also remember you used to own Public Bank. Do you still? (laughs) Of
1: course. course. In 12 years, we've only owned 56 names. Not at any one time, but in total. So Public Bank's just been there all the time. Yeah, yeah you
0: 're listening to the sNm show which is a show that 's all about what 's working what 's uh, not in the stock and ma- and stocks and markets pardon me and today we have James Hay founder of pangolin investment we 're talking about what could upset Malaysia up next um, the elections and uh, perhaps etfs as well it 's nine hundred forty eight and you 're listening to the snm show that 's all about what 's working what 's not in stocks and markets and uh, you 're with Julian Ng, as well as kusuran and today our guest is James Hay founder of Pangolin investment, and we're talking about what could upset Malaysia, alluding to the very strong performance that uh, the stock market here has had over the last few months. And James, uh, the other thing of, is of course the elections, not the British one, but the the Malaysian one. <laughs> that's
1: that's coming out.
0: How's that affecting your uh, thinking about I, the market?
1: I watched five minutes of Sky News last night and turned it off. It was so boring. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think actually Malaysia or Britain it, well that was the British election <laughs> so the, the Malaysian election hasn't made it hey, first of all the election doesn't have to be until next year so we might all be jumping the gun on this right? yeah. but there is a lot of speculation uh, that it will be this year um, Yeah, I, I think I think, that, that, I think a change of government could perhaps um, be worrying for some people because nobody knows really what will happen especially the opposition in, in such disarray can they, can they form a government or not um, yeah. I was speaking to a um, and this is kind of all, almost surprising in a way. I was speaking to a guy who said he'd always voted for the opposition but would vote BN this time because he'd oh, rather wow. have the continuation.
0: Does he have a lot of money in the stock market? Um, <laughs> yes, he does.
1: <laughs> he, he, he does. Well, he does, he does actually. So, yeah, so, so, so that's partly why. And what would happen um, in, in the event of an opposition victory? I was, I was called up by a, a fund manager from Europe the other day and he said, would the government give up power? And I said, yes, I'm sure they would because, you know, th- th- there's been – transitions of power. In, well, in states so sure, James? The opposition. Well, I'm not so sure. But when, but when the opposition have taken states that has been a transfer of power, though the government's done everything they can then to get the states back hmm. – um, uh, but but no you do look at the precedent back in back in was it 69 or so maybe it wouldn't so that got me worrying and sort of gave me a sleepless night i i, sus- I suspect the democratic process would would be okay if the will of the people's there um, i think it would be fine but it did make me worry and if that happened then then what would happen would the market care it hasn't really care about the coup in thailand for example so mm-hmm. you know etc cetera, et cetera.
0: but this would be unprecedented i mean if the opposition does take over yeah, would be, I, I would, would be I, unprecedented. I, I would imagine yeah. that the stock market would be negatively affected
1: i would guess yeah. so i yeah. would guess so yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. because it's just not yeah. not only directly politically linked stocks, but the, the entire market it, is yeah. just but so how, tied up.
1: Yeah, to, would the coalition stay together, right? Well, yeah, yeah this, this 60
2: years see. of uninterrupted uh, coalition government yeah. in, in Malaysia it would be the first time ever in this country's independent history yeah. that such a thing would happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. But some people are saying that the current market
0: rise is also due to the fact that election is coming. So there, there's some kind of an election fever going I think, on.
1: I think, the, I think actually markets have been going up. And, we had a big sell-off at the end of last year. Markets yeah. everywhere have been going up. Um, it, but it's a bit like when you read the paper at the moment and say the ringgit's strengthening. Actually, it's not. The dollar's weakening, yeah. right? Look at the ringgit against the Singapore dollar. It's not strengthening. I mean, that's kind of, you know, the, the, the sort of benchmark one should be looking at. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, politic, the politics could have an effect on the market. Um, but in the end, the government always win. So you know. I,
0: I know you're a long-term guy, James, yeah. uh, and, and you hold stocks forever, yeah. like like you know Padini and Public Bank. Yeah. But... Is there a tactical play on Malaysia right now by virtue
1: of uh, what the ringgit is doing? Um, Well, the ringgit is still very weak. Uh, 4.40, it's still really weak. The the
0: question is how low can it go, right? And is this the bottom? Well,
1: no, I don't think it is. Because I've said before, I think Bank Nagara's response has been wrong. Okay? Um, And and by making... This this is a country that exports, right? uh, Malaysia's GDP is built on exports. so It's a big trading nation. By making... Um, exporters immediately convert 75% of their proceeds back into ringgit, you're making Malaysia a less attractive place to come and build a factory for export. And it will affect uh, the, the foreign investment numbers um, at some point. People would, would and, and even multinationals here, they can decide to, um, to make televisions in Malaysia or they can decide to make them in, in a country like Vietnam where they don't have this thing. And if everything's the same, they'll go for Vietnam because they don't want this currency restriction.
0: Trying, you seem to be squirming in this. Well, seat.
2: you know, look it's a it's a very touchy subject in in you know, in policy circles yeah, because yeah. I think the, the you know, policymakers kinda of like know where they sit but they can't their hands are tied. Well I think you're and right. Hands are tied. Absolutely. Yeah. And this comes after because, you know, sixty years of status quo. Yeah. Well, they, they, uh, they know what is right and, and what is, you know, should be proper to be done. Yeah. But they can't do it because they just you know, and ensnared in their ways.
1: They are ensnared in their ways, absolutely. And, and so they're rather saying that – Bank Nagara is saying this is what we'd like the ringgit to be um, and that will be the price and, and we'll kind of set it and it can trade around there. Well, that's a bit like me saying, um, well, I own this stock and that's the price I'd like it to be. So I will now report that as the price in my NAV at the end of each month when actually the, the thing's half because it's, the price is set by the market. And, and by demand. So I think in the end, uh, the market will still set the price, and and and, and Malaysia is doing the wrong thing. And Malaysia could liberalise and be the only, just about the only place in Southeast Asia with a liberal, freely exchange uh, tradable tradable currency. And then and then Bank Negara would be forced into monetary policy response as well to inflation or anything else.
0: Okay. Uh, one last item: uh, ETFs. What what's your beef here?
1: Okay. Um, I, I think I think with with, with ETFs, you you're, you're effectively getting. Um, a big boom. And because, because so many of them, if, 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 if in particular index ETFs, um, it's very easy for people to buy. and There have been huge flows into ETFs over the last few years, and it's really mushrooming. Um, and if one's buying an index ETF, you're just buying the index. That is not investing. You're buying big companies, and the more money goes into the ETF, the bigger the market cap of that of that company becomes. And therefore, well, it's unsophisticated investing, just buying large companies based on market capitalization, not based on fundamentals. It, it,
0: it is very unsophisticated, but uh, the, the question is what, how expensive or cheap sophistication no, it is, no, right?
1: because actually. Fees don't matter. Of course, fees fees matter. I mean, you you just have to look at the reports. Returns matter. Okay, okay? the S&P
0: 500 over the last uh, eight years, right? You're you're a ringgit investor, basically. Uh, And the the S&P 500 has returned 8% per annum in U.S.
1: dollar for the last 8%. 8%, yeah. 8% okay.
0: per annum okay. in U.S. dollar okay. terms, and right? We, we, in ringgit we, we, terms, that would be a lot more, yeah, right?
1: We've returned 12% in U.S. dollars over 12 years. Yeah. Okay, Actually, good. what, what good. matters are not fees. It's returns after fees. Uh, it doesn't matter if someone charges you 50%. If you're still making 10% net, that's better than 8% at, at, a, lo- at a low fee, okay? But, but the thing is, there's such a but because this money keeps flowing into ETFs and it keeps flowing into the index, the index keeps getting inflated and people are buying. People, I mean, and some, some of the ETFs actually don't even own the underlying their, their derivatives, which again, if, if, if things turn around, that, that, that's slightly more worrying. I just think that the, this... Boom into ETS is perhaps a bit like the technology boom or or various other booms that we've had in the past. There's a lot of, and, it, and it's all driven by low, low interest rates and lack of returns everywhere else.
0: Well, right? well, you could you could say the same thing about stocks in general. I mean, if a lot of you a can. lot of money Absol- go into absolutely, and a lot yeah. of
1: money is going in via stocks. I don't have an issue with people not investing in fund managers who don't who don't don't provide good returns. And and if, and if we don't make returns, then then people shouldn't invest. The, the, us. The, the
0: problem the problem with that is that uh, you you find out after the fact, right? How do you t- yeah? Of course, the- you always find out absolutely. <laughs> How do you select, yeah, yeah. Do you so, select the correct
1: so, so, fund manager? So, so at the moment, the, the moment the sell from a financial advisor is now into ETFs, in not, not here but elsewhere in the world because, because they get paid at paid 1% on managing assets, not, on, uh, not, a, not a fee from the unit trust. Um, and so much money is going in. Um, and because so much money is going in, everything keeps going up. At some point, that will reverse. And, and, and I think that's maybe driving markets harder than it should.
2: Chuang, you got any comments on this? Yes, I do, and uh,
1: you're an owner of lots of ETFs. <laughs> no, because, I, mean, I do. <laughs>
2: we we expose to Julian on a daily basis, okay. so we understand, we understand where ETFs are. I, th- I think neither of you are wrong, and neither of you are right. It just depends on what kind of person you okay. are as an investor. So,
1: so if one wanted to buy a Malaysian index ETF, um, what would you be? What, what's in there? Right in the top ten stocks,
0: KLCI, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. wouldn't recommend. You got an that. awful you, lot of government. I, I wouldn't got, recommend that. No, but
1: an awful lot of individuals will buy that. Yeah. No. Well, they the shouldn't. Uh,
0: just just as they shouldn't invest in a bad fund manager, they right. they shouldn't invest in a bad index, no. right? Yeah. Uh, but if they bought into, a, a, for example, uh, who knows what the future holds, right? As with well, anything, yeah. if they did not have the time to select the correct fund manager and pay the correct fees, then uh, perhaps the index may be a good solution, like a global index. Or uh, a regional index would be a good solution.
1: Yeah, if, 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 if it makes yeah. the money, <coughs> yes. If it doesn't make the money, no.
0: But we no. wouldn't know, right?
1: No, but you have. But when you're investing, you have to know what you're buying. I mean, that's the that's the basic thing. You have to know what you're investing in. If you're just okay. buying buying an ETF and you don't know what's in it. Or how it's run, or, or the composition, then you we don't know what you're buying. So that's not okay. investing.
0: We we gotta we gotta show you some research about um, uh, which fund managers have performed and which hasn't. I think the st- statistics would be uh, not very comforting on that front. Maybe maybe no, no, this. It is, uh, yeah. well, you're
1: absolutely right. lot well, of fund <laughs> managers haven't, haven't done it.
0: All right. Uh, thank you so much, James, uh, for joining us this round. That was James Hay, founder of Pangolin Investment, talking to us about what could upset Malaysia. And uh, I'm Julian Lem together with my colleague Kusu Chuang for the SM Show, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to BFM.my
2: or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.